Welcome to How Life Changed, a podcast that features stories of real people and how their lives have changed as a result of COVID-19. I'm your host, John Noltner, and I'm glad you could join us. Change is a constant in life, but as a global community, we're now in the midst of unprecedented change as a result of the pandemic, and it's altering our work, home, and community lives in unexpected and profound ways. Each of us will experience this outbreak in our own unique fashion, each of us a single thread woven into the fabric of this historic event. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll explore just one of those threads, one person's story, and through that lens, hope to gain some human insight into the bigger picture of what's happening in our world today. This episode of How Life Changed is being recorded on Friday, April 3rd, 2020. Today I'm talking with Steph Robel, a member of the USA Olympic sailing team. Steph, thanks for taking the time to talk. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, so I can only imagine that this has been a little bit of a roller coaster for you over these last few weeks. Can can you tell me first when you first qualified for the U.S. team? Yeah, so our, our qualification was a two-regatta um, or two-event process. We had um, the 2019 World Championship in Auckland, New Zealand, and then the 2020 World Championship in Geelong, Australia um, in February. So we found out middle of February. Um, it was a pretty dramatic trials. It came down to the last race of the, you know, the last event, and um, we tied on points with the other team, and we ultimately won the tiebreaker because we beat them in the last event. So it was a pretty, yeah, pretty um, mentally charged trials, I must say. And, um, you know, that definitely made it, is going to make us a lot stronger for the Olympics. Um, and then, yeah, we, we had, we started training about two weeks later in the beginning of March um, down here in Miami. And then shortly after um, stopped training because of this COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. So what have, have you been to the Olympics before? No, this will be my first games. Um, although I, we did go to the Pan Am games in Peru last summer. Okay. So what did that feel like to know that you were qualifying for the Olympics? Uh, it's uh, just thinking back on the feeling definitely gives me the chills. Um, I, this has been a lifelong dream of mine basically ever since I learned that sailing is in the Olympics, it's become a dream of mine to go and win a medal for our country. You know, I think, the Olympics is the coolest sporting event on this planet. And the idea that of sport uniting people around the world is just super cool to me. So yeah, when it actually happened on in February, it was, first of all, it was a relief because it was, you know, that it was a mental and physical grind through the trials. And then it was also just the best day of my life. I was super proud of our team and all the hard work that we just poured into this, the last few years of our campaign. And um, it just instantly brought tears to my eyes when I, when I found out the news. Oh, that's amazing. And, but then very quickly, um, it started to be in question whether the games were going to happen. When did you first start to realize that the Tokyo games were at risk? Um, I think it happened, started, becoming a question like mid-March. Um, we were in the middle of a training block down here in Miami. And, um, you know, we, we started, it, the cases started in the U.S. And we were like, 
as a team, we just said, okay, we really start, need to start being careful in the gym and, you know, what we're, who we're interacting with on and off the water. And, um, then we stopped, we stopped training altogether, um, just to be socially responsible and, um, self-isolate our, um, inside our homes. And it, it gave our, my teammate and my coach the option to go home, um, which they ultimately did. And then, yeah, I think it was towards the end, yeah, middle to third week in March that we started learning the Olympics were in question. And it was a pretty stressful couple of weeks. Um, you know, we, we were pretty, pretty, um, pretty stressed for time already with the July games coming up. We just felt like we had a lot to do to carry on the momentum from winning a bronze medal at the worlds and, you know, to put ourselves in a medal position for the games. And, you know, then we were, we stopped training on the water and we were like, okay, how do we get creative now with not being on the water and try to stay mentally engaged in sailing? So I would say, you know, ultimately knowing that the games are postponed is a bit of a relief um, because, you know, we have time now and we can really respect this time as, you know, trying to be responsible, responsible citizens and just do what's right for um, quarantine and isolation. Yeah. So how, how does it work? Do you, do you, are you automatically then qualified for the games that are going to happen in 2021 or do you have to start this process all over again? Um, that's a bit of a sticky question right now. Um, it's all getting solved with the U S Olympic committee. Um, they intend to have people who teams who have already qualified to remain the representatives, but the U S OPC still has to finalize everything. So, um, yeah, we're, we're totally, you know, we're, we have our minds ready for whatever they tell us. Is there a petition or something? Cause you totally have to go to the Olympics. In <laughs> um, it hasn't come to that point yet, but we'll see, you know, it's, it's something that's out of our control and something that we've been talking a lot about as a team is that, you know, we can only focus on what we can control. And it's the same thing for, you know, how we approach a regatta or competition, like, we can only focus on what's in our control. And I think that's really applicable to right now. We can, you know, we can control our fitness. We can control our sleep. We can control what we're learning um, via webinar. So just trying to focus on those things and trust that the process will work itself out. Well, it's a good life lesson, but it's also hard to remember on some days, I think. Yeah, for sure. There's, you know, I, I love the structure of having training in, you know, in my day-to-day life and not having that for, you know, an extended amount of time definitely makes me feel a bit lost on certain days. So um, that's definitely thrown a curveball into my daily life. But just trying to remember that everyone's going through that. And, um, you know, some days are going to be better than others. So Yeah, so I'm making an assumption here. But if you're in competitive sailing, I have to imagine there's a certain part of your personality that is somewhat competitive so so how do you manage that for yourself when you're actually not able to compete yeah there's that's I I think it's really important to to find ways to stay sharp and yeah be competitive because there is like a um yeah I have a constant desire for that I mean even um my, my fiance is a professional sailor as well and we were doing a puzzle last night and it like became a competition of who could put more pieces in the puzzle and I was like man, everything is a competition in our lives right now, or we are racing each other in a workout yesterday morning. And, you know, it's a fun, healthy competition. And, um, yeah, we're, we're just finding different ways to fuel ourselves. Like my teammate and I, 
are in contact a lot. We wear these, um, these whoop bands and you can, um, it's a recovery and it's a band that helps you monitor recovery and daily strain. So you can see, you can like follow friends and you can see like who, who has a higher strain for the day. So Maggie and I have been a bit competitive on like who's, whose strain number is higher based on the workouts that they're doing. So yeah, we're finding different ways to be a bit competitive. Um, is this, yeah. uh, is, is this it? like a Fitbit <laughs> on steroids? Is that what that device is? Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's very similar to a Fitbit. Um, it's quite popular in the CrossFit world. We just started wearing them because um, we typically were wearing Garmin watches, but since they have GPS, we can't compete with them. Um, so we're, we've swapped over to this whoop band because it's um, friendly for competition. Got it. So since you, since you brought up your partner's name, I think you said Maggie, uh, yeah. tell, tell me, tell me who your sailing partner is and tell me specifically what uh, sailing event you, you two are in. Yeah. So Maggie Shea is um, my teammate and my crew. So I'm the helm of the boat. I steer the boat and Maggie, um, I always say she does all the hard work, <laughs> which is actually true. She, for anyone who's a sailor, um, she trims the sails all upwind and downwind. She she does the spinnaker hoisting and dropping. So she's often the one, she's basically the engine of the boat, whereas I would say I'm more like the computer, the one like looking around and making decisions. And she's the one who really like makes the boat go and um, manages the speed of the boat and how everything's going. Um, but we've been, we've been sailing together on and off for like the last 15 years. Um, we started, we met each other in high school um, and then did a little bit of racing together in um, some youth sailing events and then um, went to separate colleges, but it's a small circuit. So we competed um, against each other all throughout college sailing. And then after, after school, we did a little bit of a short campaign for 2012 in women's match racing. Um, and then that was ultimately taken out of the games. Um, and then we, we just did, a, we've done a lot of sailing together. <laughs> and basically in the fall of 2016, um, Maggie had been sailing this boat that we're in now, the 49er FX. Um, she'd been sailing it for a couple of years and she approached me and said, Hey, like, you know, I have this boat. I want to do another campaign. Do you want to do this with me? And, you know, at that point in my life, it was, it was an absolute yes. Like I wanted, I was, I wanted to fulfill this dream of going to the games and it was the perfect time and opportunity and the per, you know, Maggie's the perfect teammate, essentially. She, it was, a, it was just a perfect match at perfect timing. And, um, I feel really lucky to have her by my side through this journey. Well, that's an interesting point because I mean, there's, there's like a unique window in your life where you can do this sort of thing. There's a unique sort of momentum that is built through all of these, other events, do you feel like you're going to be able to keep that momentum going for for a year and three months until the next games? We were we were certainly operating at like a really really fast pace for um, between you know with the worlds that we had in um, December of last year and then another world championship in February. It was a super short turnaround, and you know it was our trials, so there was a ton of just a ton of energy and focus going into those two events. And, um, you know, we, we, we kind of see this time right now as a little bit of a blessing in disguise so that we can just like pump the brakes and take a deep breath so that we really can carry that momentum and energy forward. Um, you know, we, 
we kind of look at our calendar overall in like different periods of, okay, this is a deload phase. This is a loading phase and building in the gym and, and lots of training hours. And then this is a competition phase. So we really try to phase everything out uh, or work things in phases. And um, this is, yeah, right now is a good time for us to kind of just like take a deep breath and, um, you know, really just be in the moment and appreciate the, the hard work that we've put into this so far. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good perspective. What, um, what does your training look like right now? You're not out on a boat at all, right? Correct. And, um, all the gyms are closed, so we've had to get pretty, um, creative with at home workouts. We work with a trainer who's actually from Minnesota. Um, originally he started a company called sailing performance training, and he works with sailing athletes of all different levels and ages. Um, and it's all remote coaching. So we, work with him on an app and talk with him, you know, a couple times a month and what our schedule and goals are like. And he plugs in programming for us based on the equipment we have. And, you know, wherever we are in the world, we have, um, we'll work out with him with whatever equipment we have. So, um, I've just, I've just been doing garage workouts with, um, I have my, my local gym, let me borrow a couple dumbbells, a medicine ball and a kettlebell. And, um, you know, I have a jump rope and I have bands. So we've been getting creative with that. And, um, you know, I have a road bike as well. So I've been riding, you know, a couple times a week for a couple hours a day and, um, yeah, just getting creative with it and, um, keeping the ultimate goal in mind while we're, while we're executing these workouts. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at your website, um, for your schedule. And I know there's a lot of little asterisks that said that this was canceled because of COVID this was canceled. So, and it's not just the Olympics. What is, what is the next event that you have on your schedule that you think and hope might actually be able to happen? At this point, we have no idea. We don't even know when we'll be back on the water. Um, you know, we've kind of said like, you know, it might be June 1st, it might be May 1st, it might be August 1st. We don't know at this point. And we're just trying to be mentally ready for whatever that date is. Um, so yeah, we just, we don't know what, what event is next. They've canceled basically all the events that were on our calendar leading up to the games. Um, our, we had, so our boats get shipped around the world in containers. Um, and our, the container that was going from Australia to Japan just got rerouted back to the States um, because we, won't, we, we don't know when we'll be back in Japan. So it's better to have the equipment here in the States. So, yeah, I guess the big thing is that we don't know. And it's, it's definitely hard to not know and, um, you know, a little bit stressful because we, do, we miss being on the water so much and we miss the competition and training. But, you know, it's just, it's, like I said, it's out of our control and we're just accepting that as best we can. Yeah, um, I'm guessing... Uh, like me, I have a lot of photographer and journalism friends. I'm guessing you probably have a lot of athlete friends. Um, uh, how are you seeing this play out with, um, with your colleagues? How are people doing? Um, I think everyone's, you know, really trying to make the most out of it. Um, we, we have a group of friends here in Miami who we've taken like different nights of the week to like drop off a goodie (laughs) at someone's mailbox. So like, you know, someone dropped off a, a push-up challenge last night. So it's like, okay, we're all doing a certain number of push-ups each day together. And we have a group text going of, um, you know, who's doing their push-ups or um, the program sailing performance training, who I work with, we have a keep training challenge where we were taking unique household items and doing 
different workouts, you know, um, we did like a, you take like a glass of water and you have to do a Turkish get up with it without dropping the glass of water or, you know, find a heavy object to do a Russian twist with. And it was just a fun way to connect on social media with people. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's been a fun part of this is having social media and having FaceTime and zoom to still be able to connect with people. I, I feel really grateful and lucky that we, that we have those um, options. I have to say, when you said that um, the group of you were dropping off little, taking turns dropping off goodies, I'm thinking chocolate chip cookies, maybe brownies, but <laughs> then I'm not. That did happen too, I will say. There, there were some chocolate yeah, muffins dropped off and a push-up challenge and um, some beer and stuff. So we're, we're just trying to like, you know, stay creative and drop off a little something to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. And, um, oh, good. I yeah. was I was starting to develop a low opinion of myself. <laughs> no, no, but I think it's, yeah, it's just, it's been fun to connect with people, you know, staying fit or like, how are you, how are you doing? You know, like Maggie, for example, doesn't have um, a garage. She just lives in a small apartment in um, Chicago. So she, she has her, her bike set up on a trainer in her, in her bedroom. And then her hallway is like her gym that she's working out on. So I think we're all, you know, kind of just viewing it as a fun challenge. Yeah, 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 good. I'm glad. Um, what about on the personal level? How are how are things going? How are you, besides the working out, how, how have your routines changed? It, I will admit it's been hard to, to get into a routine. Um, I'm so used to like, okay, you know, warm up in the morning, eat a ton of food, go to training on the water and be with my my teammates and my coach and training partners. And then, you know, it's, we're very like regimented on our training days and regatta days. So it's, it's definitely hard feeling like I have a ton of time right now. Um, that being said, I'm just trying to like, make sure I have things on, on the schedule every day. And the U S sailing team has, um, has done a great job of scheduling webinars with us that are educational. So, um, we work with a meteorologist who's been teaching us a ton of about weather and um, weather patterns, which is, you know, we, something that we, um, we get like forecasts every morning of a competition, but we, we just read through them and, but maybe don't understand how they got to, you know, the forecast that they sent us. So we're learning a lot more about all that. Um, we're, you know, speaking with sailing experts on their Olympic journeys and it's just, it's been a cool time to learn. So just trying to, yeah, stay schedule oriented. Okay. Make sure I'm in the gym from 8am to 10am or whatever, just to make sure I'm very like, yeah, regimented. So as much as I can be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, we'll, uh, just one last question and then I'll let you get on with your day down in very warm Miami. Um, <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to? What's the thing that you're sort of aiming for that can help pull you through all of this? Um, I mean, the Olympics is just, it's such an inspiration to me, really. Um, you know, the idea of, or like the visualization of the opening ceremony and marching with all the Team USA athletes and carrying the flag and being in the Team USA gear, like that's a huge inspiration to me, but also, um, you know, visualizing being on a, on a podium with a medal around my neck and the American flag like that, that just like really inspires me and lights a fire underneath me every day. And, um, 
you know, also my, my teammate Maggie and our coach Julia, she really, they both inspire me a lot. And um, yeah, that's, I, I, I'm just looking forward to being at the games and all the hard work ahead of us that, you know, for whenever we do get back on the water. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I will be watching for you on the podium. I'll be cheering <laughs> for you when you're out on the water and um, yeah. Yeah. And thanks for taking the time to talk today. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for How Life Changed. I'm your host, John Noldner, and I look forward to seeing you next time. How Life Changed is a series produced by A Piece of My Mind, a multimedia arts project that uses storytelling to rediscover what connects us. You can find A Piece of My Mind on Instagram at APOMM Stories, on Twitter at A Piece of My Mind 1. That's the numeral one. Facebook and YouTube at A Piece of My Mind. Peace is always spelled out, P-E-A-C-E. And you can find all of those links on our website, A-P-O-M-M dot net. That's the acronym for A Piece of My Mind dot net. Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend to listen too. Together, We'll see the world in new ways, one story at a time.